0: So, <laughs> I just had this thought.
1: <laughs> I love your evil laugh. It entertains me to no end. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, lately, I've been using this app called, like, Snore Lab. Um, okay. To basically record myself sleeping. Because I have sleep apnea, so I'm, like, trying these different, like, Ways okay. to fix it, so I record myself and it tells me it gives me a score and it's like okay. it's like good job, not snoring or like ooh too much. <laughs> and, and there are two things I <laughs> I need to tell you about this app. Yes, because first please tell of me all, everything. <laughs> well, you learn a lot about yourself when you record yourself at night. <laughs> first of all, the levels of snoring are uh, quiet, light, loud and epic
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the levels is epic <laughs> hey man that like snoring was epic <laughs> absolutely epic man <laughs> it's like quiet medium uh, shaking the ground were yeah. <laughs> the earthquake inciting really disturbing your
0: partner like, <laughs> <laughs> should not have roommates <laughs> like,
1: divorce should go live out in the woods oh my god oh that's fantastic and then the
0: other thing <laughs> is i was like looking at audacity as we were starting and i was like what if one day i just <laughs> clipped in a bit of of that
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> should that be our intro music now <laughs> Well,
0: one one time I was listening to it back. I don't always listen to it back, but sometimes right. if I have nothing going on in the morning, I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's this fun. There's one recording of myself where you can clearly hear a thunk, and then me going, "Fuck," because I like <laughs> hit
1: my head. What did you hit your head on? I don't know the wall. I'm like, like tearing up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs>
0: the show i do uh welcome to disastrous this is the show about the the big bowl of stew that fell over into the microwave and now you got a messy microwave and also (laughs) your stew is gone and it was the last bowl of the really good stew and you were sitting you were like oh can't wait for tonight for dinner i'm gonna have these good leftovers it's this great stew Mm -hmm. not anymore Unless you want to lick the microwave. Not unless you want to
1: lick it from the inside (laughs) of the microwave. And that's trickier to do than you would think, and I've tried it. Uh, This is Licking the Stew from the Inside of the Microwave. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And yes, we are going to tell you a story today, or one of us is, depending on, you know, who who wants to go first. Amanda, want to take it away? I kind of (laughs) do. Because... This one I worked <laughs> a lot of my effort was focused on taking a lot of information and just like making like a a little panini out of it Ooh, you know yeah. like just like really smooshing it down mm-hmm. getting that ooey gooey cheese information cheese to come out and I think I think <laughs> it, it's there I think it's there. You'll let me know what you think about this uh, this little disaster panini. Today, I am going to be doing the story of, drumroll please, Deepwater Horizon. It's tickling my brain. Exactly. So, and, and it should be. You're like, why does that sound so familiar? Yeah. And that's really all I knew of it. And I was like is that like apocalypse now or it's like a and you're right to have like that little tickle in the back because yeah. in 2010 when you were just a wee babe
0: Ooh, middle school
1: or oh, baby <laughs> Rough. you were like a victim and a monster at the same time it's just really it's really a a world yeah.
0: I was wearing a lot of baby doll shirts.
1: <laughs> when I was in middle school and I remember this moment distinctly because I had like cut my nails earlier that morning, but I had left one. So I had one. You had a Coke nail in middle school? I had a Coke nail in middle school and it was like my index finger. So I had oh, this Lord. one really long nail and I noticed in like my third period class and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Die. like. So at about this time, when Hannah was in middle school, Deepwater Horizon disaster occurs. Okay. And in 2016 is when the movie comes out. Oh, okay. With known racist Mark Wahlberg. So, (laughs) sorry, Mark. I know you're listening, but you're racist and... (laughs) I didn't know about this. Not known to everyone, apparently. Oh, oh, sorry. I was like, everybody knows, except for a lot of people that Mark Mark Wahlberg apparently like used to like beat up Asian Americans for like funsies. This is
0: you just ruined my favorite actor.
1: Oh my god! I'm so sorry, I'm kidding. It's your no, I'm
0: kidding. Can you oh my imagine? Like, oh, Shh. That would be so out of left field (laughs) if Mark Wahlberg was my favorite actor.
1: I know. Oh, that would be awesome. Is like (laughs) episode over. Click. (laughs) Anywho, Deepwater Horizon, April twentieth, twenty
0: ten.
1: The crew of Deepwater Horizon, an oil rig. Mm. They're getting ready for bed. Some are already sleeping. Some are in the offices. And it's a beautiful, peaceful night in the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Q I'm gonna, yep, I'm gonna answer all the questions that you're about to ask me, I swear to God.
0: Because <laughs> so, now I think I know what it is.
1: Because I want to set the scene and be like, oh, so peaceful. Like the sunset mm-hmm. is beautiful. Even one of the the workers on this oil rig, Deepwater Horizon, is like, what a beautiful. Night. Oh man, just stunning. Love it. And uh, sleepy, dreamy, gorgeous night. Uh, But this night would not end sleepy, dreamy, gorgeous at all. So, Deepwater Horizon is a $500 million structure. To the purpose of this structure, is to drill a mm. well,
0: mm-hmm. an
1: oil well in the Gulf of Mexico. So the Gulf of Me- Mexico at this time had like 1,200 different wells oh because it was just a jackpot for oil. Oh, God. And it like it used to go from like Alaska all the way down to like uh, like Texas, Louisiana and um, but then like over the years, they were able to push past the the shelf that's there. Like the there's like a an oceanic shelf that's there that they can drill down to, but they weren't be like be able to go any further than that. But now they have the technology to go off the cliff and go down even deeper okay. into the ocean.
0: I have a question. How does the Gulf of Mexico extend to Alaska?
1: No, it doesn't. But this was like, sorry, oil rigs were lined up from Alaska Got down it. the coast. But the Gulf of Mexico is a primo spot for oil.
0: Got it. And hmm, I mean, notoriously bad at geography. Gulf of Mexico mm-hmm. is between Mexico and Florida, right? Yes. Cool. Exactly. In that little pocket. So.
1: A lot of that pocket, too, is, like, Texas, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Texas was huge for it. Louisiana, also big. Like, they mm-hmm. were drilling for oil in, like, the bayou. And then they're like, let's Whoa. just go offshore. So, there's a lot of history behind it, but I didn't want to bog it down too much with that. You didn't but, want to um, bog it down? Uh, I didn't <laughs> want to bog it down. <laughs> <laughs> so... Deepwater Horizon is the name of the rig and Mm. it's very technologically advanced for this point in time and it's seen as like the crown jewel of the Gulf Coast Mm. because it's got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. It's got who's it's and what's it's galore. Yeah girl. (laughs) It it has this like uh, specific mechanism that when it Senses a leak, it will seal itself shut. Oh, wow. With waterproof cement. Yeah. Really cool, actually. And before
0: this was like leak sensing kind of more manually done?
1: Yeah. They would have like, um, like sensors, but you would have to go around and like manually check these sensors. It yeah. wasn't as like computer centric yeah. as Deepwater Horizon was. <laughs> Seems like a perfect thing. <laughs> so perfect. And it's owned by a Swiss oil company called Transocean. Oh. And leased what? by BP. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, so it's leased by BP. Do you want to guess for how much money a day?
0: Oh god. A day? Jeez.
1: I know it's it's such an insane like guessing
0: game that I'm making you play. $200,000
1: 500000 Okay. Okay. She was in the hundreds of thousands. Not yeah. Bad. I was in
0: the right, like, de- decimal place.
1: <laughs> yeah, you totally were. So BP is leasing this oil rig for half a million a day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So based on that, what are they looking for? If you're leasing something... For half a million a day.
0: I mean, you got to be getting millions a day in whatever oil you're getting.
1: Exactly. So the area that they were in was... So it's... How they kind of set up an oil rig is they have... um, Scientists go with like a sonar boat Mm -hmm. that can send sonar down and kind of read the bottom of the ocean and then see what kind of pockets there would be for oil. And then they have geologists Mm. test these pockets to see what quality and quantity of oil. Mm -hmm. Where Deepwater Horizon was placed had like $30 billion worth of oil. Jesus. Just in this one area.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, I, like politics aside, I get it. Like it sucks. I don't believe in it ethically and politically and environmentally, but I get, like, Mm -hmm. oh, hearing that, oh, like, as someone who's, oh, living, like, just paying my rent, oh,
1: like. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's, well, and we're definitely going to get into (sighs) this, but it's, like, there's buried treasure down there. Yeah, it's insane. I will train myself to hold my breath. For 37 minutes if I can get down there (laughs) and get that buried treasure. Yeah. So, half a million a day, da, da, da. Um, The seafloor where they are is 35,000 feet down, which is over six miles. Okay. So, would I be able to get there in 37 minutes? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they were like, "All right, our treasure is down there, six mm. miles beneath the the surface of the water, and we gonna get it." But and wait, the rig her- is already in place. Well, it's about to be. Okay, so cool, cool, cool. they're they're setting it up um, for its final. You know, insertion. putting the final, yeah, like putting the final nail in in the house, you know? Okay,
0: so BP has started leasing this before it's even pulling up,
1: you know, money. Exactly, exactly. So it's, the idea is for it to just drill the well. Mm. That's its whole purpose. And if they want mm. to keep pumping oil out of it, then... Uh, Deepwater Horizon will move on and set up another well and they'll come and set up a like permanent rig on top of well its job is just to like drill down and set up shop
0: I understand and then it's it's like a truffle finding pig where it'll like dig the little hole find the truffles.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a crazy fucking yeah. metaphor. And, nope. And then, and then there's a one pig who knows exactly where that little <laughs> that truffle lives, and the truffles keep coming up out of that one spot. And then they just have a truffle pig waiting there for when they do. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool.
1: And that makes plenty of sense. So, bleh, oh, so first order of business, they need to give the project a name. Obviously, Hannah, uh, like, what kind of legitimate business would we be if we didn't come up with a name for this little project that we have? So BP does this, like, contest with their employees, and they're like, what do you think the Deepwater Horizon project should be named when we make our billions of dollars, baby? Baby.
0: Is, is this and, all the employees, including, like, the CEOs, all the way down to, like, the people working at the gas stations?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's everybody. Everybody. The drivers, the the techs, whatever. And they were like, okay, we're going to make a little contest. Whatever name you like the best, that's what we're going to call it. So it landed on the Macondo Prospect, which okay. is named after... A Cursed Town, in the book 100 Years of Solitude. Sorry, bye guys. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm actually out of here. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: great, great name. Hey guys, great choice. Hey guys, <laughs> very cool.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. No notes. None at all. What happened to that McBoat McBoatface, you know, oh. kind of <laughs> competition? They had like like a ship naming competition in England and the people named it Bodie McBoatface (laughs) that is peak comedy that's incredible that's what I said I was like y'all y'all went a little morbid with this like cursed town of an old book but fine (sighs) whatever (laughs) whatever (laughs) great you don't believe in jinxes I can't be the one to convince you so (laughs) as soon as they start the Macondo project They're already behind schedule and they're already over budget, which is like
0: (laughs) great. That feels anytime I hear about like a business doing things, that feels like what it is.
1: It's always that, right? Mm -hmm. It's always those two things. And so, because of this, BP execs start telling the crew to kind of like cut Mm -hmm. corners as they're trying to dig this well six miles down into the ocean. So they're like, hey, instead of, like, concrete concrete, you could put some nitrogen in there, and the concrete would set faster. Is it going to be as sturdy? No. Who needs it? But move it along,
0: toots. Hey, water notoriously isn't, like, pressure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What could be down there? Not pressure or methane gas or anything, like... Don't worry about it. do <laughs> Yeah. <What>? Oh. <laughs> exactly. So you already know where this is going. Uh, so the crew is kind of like doing what we're doing right now being like, hmm, nothing bad could happen, right? Oh, my God. Like, eye roll, side eyes, yeah. being like.
0: They're going home to their wife, and they're like, honey, you won't believe
1: what I did <laughs> today. <laughs> what I did today. And it doesn't feel great, but. The whole, like, general mentality of it is, like, keep my job, keep my job, don't piss off the big boss. Yeah. So. That's, in these
0: stories, I think it can be clear to people that we are almost never blaming the The workers that were told to do something. The hourly
1: employee. (laughs) Yeah. We totally understand wanting to keep your job. We And we support you keeping your job. So, yeah. But one BP exec actually sent a memo and it, he was kind of like, listen, we've been kind of fast and loose with this rig, this Macondo project, and we should shut it down because it's causing me a lot of grumblies in my tumblies. I'm not feeling so oh, good about wow. this.
0: Mm-hmm. Shut down the whole project or just kind of the, the lax well, behavior? Well, he's like,
1: we need to go back to like actual safety protocols we yeah. can't be like cutting corners we can't be mixing nitrogen with cement i don't yeah. even know how you do it but oh. it doesn't sound right so oh my god never
0: thought an oil executive would be my hero
1: <laughs> i know right it's just oh he's bae oh so did the bare minimum daddy <laughs> <laughs> to the bare minimum daddy <laughs> Carl, you got me crying. Hey, mom. Enough. So, <laughs> love you, mom. <laughs> Expectations next to zero, but he's still surpassed. So, the other BP guys were like, "Shh, no, oh, okay, take it easy, buddy." There's a literal fortune mm. down there. Yeah. You're going to put on your pirate patch. I'm going to put on my pirate patch. We're going to get our fake little swords and be like, Arr! We're going to get our booty. Shut up. Sit down. Delete that email. So, back to April 20th. The crew's settling in for the night. April 20th? April 20th. Yo, my guy.
0: My guy. Fucking 420. This shit goes down on 420.
1: (laughs) 420, this shit went down on 420, 10. Dude, this shit's about to get lit. (laughs) Well. (laughs) The crew's settling in. They're like drinking their tea and doing their knitting. And at 9.40 p.m., Senior Tool Pusher, which I'm like, Tool Pusher is an awesome name for a job. Cool. Senior Tool Pusher. That's me.
0: Right here, I'm the senior tool pusher,
1: <laughs> Randy Ezel, 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 something like that. That's me, senior what, tool diesel? pusher. It's Ezel, E Z E L L. Oh, okay. As Asel, as maybe. It's I thought Ezel.
0: you were making a joke about gas and saying diesel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Randy Diesel, that's me. <laughs> so, senior tool pusher, Randy. Gets a call as he's doing his thing, and the person on the other end is like, "We have a massive problem. Oh, yeah. um, mud is coming out of the crown." I don't know why mud is coming out of the crown is so like punk rock to me. <laughs> I was just thinking of like like when
0: women give birth, and it's like it's crowning. <laughs> A little, like, mud monster comes out. It's so gross. So icky. Oh, that's such a delightful image. No one's better at making uh, themselves
1: cringe than I am at icking themselves out. One of the things I love about you. Okay, the mud is crowning. The mud is coming out of the... The mud is crowning. And this is... Bad. I don't know what exactly about those words strung together makes it bad, but it's bad. (laughs) So, mud itself is a man-made fluid that's used to suppress oil and gas and keep the well like balanced. Okay, so they're
0: not just they're not like referring to wet dirt in
1: this instance. Right to literal mud, it's like a it's like a a fluid that's in the rig that is supposed to keep, you know, cool. from okay. getting a yeast infection. So, anyway, it's bubbling out the top of the rig now. So, imagine kind of like a spire, like a church spire, mm-hmm. and like the tippy top, it's just bubbling out. Yeah. And Randy, senior tool pusher Randy is like, "Well, that is bad. Do something. Push it down." Push down. tools push some tools and get it, shove it back down inside. Sorry. Is the crown,
0: um, above water
1: or underwater? Yes. In this. It's above water. The almost the entire rig, because it's called a semi submersible, which excellent question. Almost all of it, like living quarters, the, the, um, control room, the spire, like there's a, a large portion of it. That's above water. Cool. Um, So, 941, the crew is struggling to push that mud back down. (laughs) And uh, clearly, the rig is having some kind of like acid reflux situation. And then there's a jolt. Oh. And then the combustible gas alarms start going off. (sighs) And it's like a beeping or buzzing sound is what a couple of the the crew members kind of described it um i i, I had a hard time envisioning it but um roused about chris choy yeah roused about not quite not super certain what you do for work um uh, but i love it but whatever, your whatever it is
0: roused about hey dude don't believe in what these people are doing. I know that this ends tragically. I kind of, you know, know the event now. The job <laughs> names, though? Cool as shit. <laughs>
1: cool as shit, right? I was like, I would work on an oil rig just to be like, I'm senior roustabout, Amanda, and uh, you got to listen to me because I don't roust about it. <laughs> anyway. So... He hears the beeping, but he's asleep, and he's like, oh, someone's just cleaning, and goes right back to sleep.
0: Oh, someone someone hit their bong, happy 420, and set off the smoke alarm.
1: <laughs> oh, these crazy cats. You do you. He's like, oh, somebody's Roomba's just bumping into my door. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Chief Electronics Technician, Mike Williams, hears, he's in his office. He's okay. doing a little late-night paperwork. And he hears hiss, thump, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, shit. Uh
0: Oh, Oh, that's different. Uh Uh-oh.
1: (laughs) It's definitely different. So as soon as he's starting to, like, try to put the little puzzle pieces of these sounds together, his computer screen explodes right where he sits. Oh, my God. Computer is just blown up. And then all of the lights in the office pop. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, wow, I we could, I could stop the story right there and be like, that sounds terrible. Don't let your computer screen blow up in your face. That
0: also feels like it was like, oh, hiss, bum, buzz, buzz, explosion. It's like- Explosion. Out, that's insane. Zero to 100. Yeah, Or I guess like exactly. 20, 30 to 100. <laughs> but
1: yeah, it was- it was as if, like, the rig was kind of constructed with, like, these different areas were kind of, like, isolated from what the real thing that was going on was. Okay. And and I'm about to tell you that, like, Chris comes out of his, or, like, his office is put into complete darkness. And almost, I, well... I'll say most of the people weren't aware yet what was actually happening.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: But because of the shoddy structural integrity, the shoddy structural integrity of the concrete, the pressure had popped (sighs) and oil and, quote, mud was spraying thousands of feet up into the air. Wow. From the top of the rig. Thousands of feet up? thousands of feet up which means the pressure was outrageously high and that's why all of the alarms were going off because they're like this is not Mm. they're like somebody do something somebody do something (laughs) something just geyser Mm. so but most people were still like what was that thump like it was just not immediately
0: there was no like Clear alarm communication system. It feels like
1: exactly, and just as Mike was opening the door from his office, his pitch black dark, his pitch black office, <laughs> boom, methane from the oh, seafloor, comes up the shaft and ignites all of the oil that's been pumping out, and the whole thing explodes into like this big fireball
0: holy shit
1: so he said that he opened his office door and there was a fire door like in front of him separating it and it was blown off its hinges <gasps> i know i was like what,
0: <laughs> what are like you the saying? fire was like going down the hallway or like was he like it out didn't... in the open air then
1: i think he was still in his off the way he he told the story. It made it seem like he was still in his office, like he was about to walk out. And then across the hallway was a fire door that exploded out. And, like, all of a sudden there was, like, fire and smoke just everywhere. Oh, my God. I know. So Deepwater Horizon turns into a giant fireball. Um the whole back of the rig is gone, along with like a couple emergency stations. So if there's an emergency, you run to your, um, what's it called on a ship? Uh, like uh, your life rafts? Yeah, but it's called like a mess or a muster muster station. Oh wow, okay. So on a ship, when there's like an emergency, you run to like your muster station. Um, they had been blown off the rig. So Uh-oh. people were going to their like muster station and they're like that doesn't exist anymore. So I guess I'll oh. just head this way. Huh? Yeah. So some of them uh, made it into lifeboats. There were two lifeboats. But um, our our dude here, Mike, was like, I didn't see anybody else. Like there were so many people that were isolated around the rig. They were like, wow. I didn't see anybody. I didn't hear anybody. I thought I was the last person on the rig. How scary. Because even on the Titanic, they're like, well, at least we're all in this together. Yeah. (laughs) That's terrible. I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Well, the band
0: was like, we'll keep playing together. We'll
1: keep playing. It's okay. But these guys were like, I'm the only person left on Earth now. And it's
0: also, it feels like it's also like, well, um. I'm the only person around. There's no chain of command. Well, I know what I do in an emergency. I know what yes. I'm supposed to do. Oh, f- shit. The thing I'm supposed to do has blown off into the ether. So what yeah. am I? So what do I do now and who's going to tell me what to do?
1: Exactly. So like it of course is going to cross your your mind that you're like there's a lifeboat right there. Mm. I could get in it and drop down. I don't know if there's anybody else left alive. Oh, wow. But he doesn't do it. Oh. He doesn't do it. He's like, nope, I could drop down alone in this lifeboat or I could head back to the bridge. And so he starts like crawling through like smoke and flames. Yeah, it's wild. And like he finds other people. So all in all... um. People, like, get into the lifeboats, get, like, get down, like, start paddling away. Um, Some people had to jump about 80 feet into (sighs) the oil water that surrounded the rig. Ew. 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 I know this poor guy, like, his arm and leg, like, were injured in the explosion, so he couldn't feel them. But he got to the side and jumped off and like was swimming with one arm and one leg. Wow. And Jeez. It, it, like the firsthand accounts are kind of crazy because he's like, as I'm swimming with my one arm and one, one leg, my skin is starting to like feel burnt. Oh, from the yeah, oil. Like swimming. From the crude oil. From oil, yeah. And Jeez. he's like, and I just knew that I had to keep swimming because I could feel the heat from the fire and like my skin was starting to burn but I just kept swimming and then the pain went away and the heat went away and I was like I'm dead
0: I know oh Oh my god that
1: first hand account like gave me goosebumps because he's like all of a sudden I didn't I wasn't in pain anymore and I couldn't feel anything and I was like this is it I'm dead and he woke up I think, like, moments later to a couple of his co-workers in a lifeboat. And they were oh. like, come here, come here, we're over here. And I know. I was like, oh, oh my God. God. <sighs> Holy shit. So people are jumping off. Um, all in all, uh, there were 126 people on board. 11 people died.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and 17 were medevaced right out to like a nearby hospital in Louisiana
0: after kind of getting on lifeboats.
1: Yes. So okay. there was a, um, like a supply ship nearby that they were taken to and then nice. Backed okay. out. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So we're, we're about to round it up here, but it gets worse <laughs> and you're like 11 people died. How does it, Of course it's going to, because that's what we do here at the Disastrous Podcast. We let you know how bad
0: it (laughs) is. Disastrous. It gets worse.
1: It gets worse.
0: Should be our tagline.
1: It should be. So, in general setting up an oil rig, there are contingencies, right? You have your muster station. You have, you know, alarms and stuff like that.
0: You have cement.
1: (laughs) <laughs> cement that's cement? supposed to block things you've got cement ish or something like it oh good so there's one big contingency if all the other contingencies fail and it is something called a blind sheer ram okay those words strung together when i first heard them means nothing to me but What it's designed to do is kind of act like a little saw that cuts through the well itself. So if we're envisioning the rig as kind of a semi-submersible like little island up top, right? The well is like six miles long, like an elevator shaft kind of thing down into the floor. The idea is that it comes and cuts the elevator shaft horizontally and seals it
0: all in one swoop. Kind of cork it, cork it up.
1: Exactly. Just put a, slice it, put a stopper on it, stop the bleeding. But this failed. Shit. Exactly. So because the drill pipe was buckled and like wonky, like off center. Oh, from like flame? Yeah. Well, uh, from like the. The explosion. I uh... think from the explosion from like the gas coming up. Mm-hmm. But it was it was just like kind like, of like a little spaghetti noodle. And the uh blind shear ram cut halfway through it, but couldn't get all the way through it. So now it's just pumping oil out of the elevator shaft.
0: Jeez.
1: I know. It, oh my god, what a freaking disaster. So that was one of the factors that led to this massive oil spill. Uh, for sixty-seven days, sixty thousand gallons per day of oil would would be pumped out into the water. Jeez, I know. So eventually, BP has like underwater robots go in and like I don't stitch it seal up, seal it off, yeah, seal somehow. it off. Um. And then there's a massive cleanup using a dispersant called Correxit, okay. which I'm like... <laughs> Great. Really fix on the it. nose. <laughs> fix it. It, it. We use this chemical called Fix It. and
0: um, we, which, we use this chemical called Oopsie, we made an oopsie, let's make it better.
1: <laughs> owned by Rutrow Incorporated. <laughs> so so um, they use Correxit uh, to kind of help uh turn the the oil into like little balls of tar got it okay yeah yeah yeah
0: it's like when you like cook and you have like grease in your pan and you can put the like a, a powder on it that like solidifies mm-hmm. it
1: exactly um so it ends up kind of it's like fucked with like marine life and yeah. divers and fishermen and stuff like that uh bp would end up paying 20 billion total $8 billion for natural resource recovery. Uh Transocean would pay $1.4 billion for like a fine for the Clean Water Act, but it would get an insurance payout for their rig of like fucking 50 th-
0: or like $50 billion. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now?
1: So they made like $1.4 billion and like straight up like for the fine and then just recouped their entire you know, ring's worth of money yeah.
0: or something. Are you yeah. fucking I'm I'm actually it's so crazy. dumb. Crazy.
1: And Halliburton puts one point one into a trust to divvy up amongst uh the affected parties. And that is the shit show on four twenty.
0: And you know you know what else they use to clean it up aside from Correxit? Mm-hmm. Dondish soap. Dawn dish soap. Because boy, if I don't remember, all those fucking ads. Those in, little like, duckies. That year and the year after mm-hmm. of them using <laughs> Dawn Dish soap. Don dish to soap. To clean those animals.
1: I don't even know why they used used Correx it at all because apparently yeah. like, according to those commercials, you could just dump like a, a ship's <laughs> worth of Dawn dish, dish soap. <laughs> Easy peasy. Honestly, who really made more money?
0: About. Who made more money? The company that got the 50 billion dollar payout or Dawn dish soap? Don-
1: I'm going to say Dawn dish
0: soap. Definitely. Yeah. Because
1: the picture of that little duck that they put on the on the yes. front of every bottle.
0: Gets a lot of mileage and they got a lot it's of mileage out of that really
1: <laughs> out of that oil rig exploding.
0: Yeah, Jeez. exactly. If we had
1: dumped enough Dawn dish soap into the ocean, we'd be talking about what oil spill. <laughs> So, that is the uh, tragic and true story of Deepwater Horizon. Wow! Uh, if you want to check out the movie, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for three dollars and fifty cents.
0: Featuring known racist Mark Wahlberg,
1: <laughs> moderately known racist Mark Wahlberg. That
0: I, I, I do very much remember the bp oil spill. I mean like mm-hmm. B- but I know it as the bp oil spill. Right. And it like I almost can picture like fucking like the next morning hearing about it and then like talking about it in science class for like mm-hmm. forever that whole year. And it yeah.
1: It, yeah. Wow. It's wild, man. It was a crazy story, but, like, I listened to, like, a lot of, like, first-hand accounts and how yeah. oil rigs work and stuff like that. <laughs> so, woo, woo.
0: I think you panini'd it pretty good.
1: Thank you. Well, do you want to tell everybody where to find us and follow us and stuff?
0: I sure do. Uh, you can go to Instagram and tippity-tap in Disastrous Pod. We are on TikTok at Disastrous Lee Pod. Don't forget the L-Y. And also you can email us at DisastrousPod at gmail.com. Tell me if you know where you were when you found out about the PP oil spill. Yes. Because um, I think I can picture my middle school pretty well. Um <laughs> You know, leave us a little bit of love on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Rate, review, subscribe. Send this one to a pal.
1: Yes, please. Um, Well, yeah. All that stuff. Everything Hannah just said. I second it. All right. Well, this has been Disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And we love you and respect you, and we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye. Bye.